Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine Radio Show. The holiday mashup edition, or three guys who don't really have any friends and like to look at each other. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John Davis. JD! Hey, Bo. Good, uh, good. Happy Christmas Eve. Happy Christmas Eve to you, sir. And welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pipes Magazine Radio Show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining, holiday-filled spirit of a podcast with uh, two of my best friends out there. Yes, sir. That's right. Okay, this if uh, for those of you tuning in, do not adjust your dial. Do not oh, no. uh, wipe away your screen. No. Don't worry. You're not going crazy, at least not in relation to what you're seeing right now. This is, in fact, the Country Squire Radio uh, Pipes Magazine a holiday crossover episode, and we are super stoked to be joined with none other, ladies and gentlemen, but, of course, Brian Levine. A man, a myth, and a legend. <laughs> and, and for those of you that aren't used to seeing me here, this will make it better for you. I'll just hide behind the uh, pop screen and put sunglasses on. So there well, you go. You know, but Bo just started the introduction out by saying, you know, no, no need to worry and everything's okay. And right. I, I, and and what we just experienced is is the opposite of all that. Oh, like, there's lots of reasons to worry, and 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 this is this is ridiculous, man. <laughs> it's uh, man, it's Christmas Eve, and look, there's the three buddies. We're here, uh, yeah, here hanging out. And it's too early for us to be drinking. Hey, now, I, I, I don't well, know what rules you're going yeah, by, I mean, Brian. Let, let's don't get holiday, to, let's don't get too uh, you know draconian about this. Yeah, okay. I mean, you know, it's eleven o'clock somewhere, right? It's I, Christmas I, Eve. I, I'm having coffee, thank you. Like, That's I, good. I had eggnog in my uh, in, in my in my breakfast cereal. You know, <laughs> you gotta, it's it's just it's the holidays. You got to do what you got to do. Uh, it's funny, uh, you know, I, my my house, uh, Brian, Bo, you you guys and our, a lot of our listeners know I actually got married this year, and uh, my sister in law and her husband and their five darling children five uh are all staying at our home oh my gosh seriously right now really and and so we were shopping for christmas uh this was two days ago <laughs> and uh you know nina was like we don't need any eggnog do we and i just kind of looked at her and she put she put one uh jug of eggnog in the cart in the cart you know and, and then i kept looking at her and so she put another one in the cart <laughs> and, and, and and then i kept and then i kept looking at her and she put another one in the cart, and I said, "Yeah, that'll do it." <laughs> There's the sweet spot. That's what you want. No, that's right it. There. That's it. Just with just enough whiskey, we, I think we'll be able to sneak through. So. <laughs> well, look, sometimes you need that additional holiday spirits to get through the holidays. But I want to say this before we dive into what is uh, sure to be a uh, episode of the Pipes Magazine podcast and Country Squire Radio for the history books. Uh, first, we've got a little bit of housekeeping to take care of. And we will be back on the holiday edition of the Pipes Magazine Radio Show and Country Squire Radio in just a minute. There's nothing quite like fishing at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. Hi, this is Kevin Godby, the publisher of PipesMagazine.com and the co-producer of the Pipes Magazine radio show, wishing you and your family all a very Merry Christmas. And we are back on the holiday edition of Country Squire Radio and the Pipes Magazine radio show. Of course, I'm talking about 
uh, man, we are one week away from the new year. And along with that comes the annual best of uh, uh, best of in the pipes and, and the tobaccos and, and basically the best of Country Squire radio edition, so to speak, where uh, listeners have nominated and now are currently voting uh, for categories like best tin tobacco, best tobacconist, uh, best pipe, even best pipe media, of which none other than Brian Levine happens to be <laughs> featured. We're not showing favoritism. If no, anything, no, no, we, no, no, we, we no, want to no. do just the opposite of that. No. But one <laughs> uh, way or the other, if you head over to Country Squire Radio, dot com right now and click on the best of 2018 you can get your vote in right now we'll announce the winners as we come back after the new year and uh yeah you are you're gonna want to go ahead and head over there today to make sure that you get your votes in and we're really really excited to do that all right now i think we're ready to go ahead and jump into it this is going to be a special episode uh if you haven't already been able to tell not only do we have none other than brian levine here not only do we have none other than john david here not only do we have uh, me here but we have the listeners here we are broadcasting live right now at countrysquireradio.com and uh you know what better way to celebrate the holiday season than to share kind of some some traditions of ours around <laughs> kind of the pipe you know we all talk about gathering around the yule log well a lot of us also gather around the pipe this time of year and so uh you know this is great you know growing up uh celebrating hanukkah brian and, and celebrating christmas nah. john david and i we, we got we got a lot of uh unique traditions that we want to kind of bring to the table so guys who wants to kick it off who wants well, to start well off? let me let me first of all talk about the talk about the hanukkah thing real quick because uh yeah i was born and raised in a in a jewish family that celebrated christmas in fact i got confirmation this morning the first christmas tree we had at our house was when i was two years old and I think it was from my grandfather's shoe store. So we got it for free. So that qualifies. <laughs> but, so it was like a cardboard cutout. But it, it was, it, you know, those metal things with tinsel and, uh, and everything, all the, <laughs> the sticks just plugged into the centerpiece. Well, that was it. Um, now, the, the, to me, the beautiful part of Christmas and growing up and celebrating Christmas was, for one, I love my family, but Hanukkah is seven or eight nights in a row of the same people the same food and just giving gifts to the kids the spirit of christmas is thinking you know taking this time for this year and thinking about others and finding gifts for others and for those of us that have kids you know when santa claus comes and delivers the perfect gift the benefit is, yeah, you spend a whole month getting ready for it, but it's over in one evening or one morning. <laughs> it's not seven nights in a row celebrating a uh, another miracle. Anyway. I, I, I don't oh. know, man. I, this year, my family is going full-on Catholic. We're not, but we are because my, my wife, since she can't celebrate, she's, uh, she's working today, tomorrow, and the next day, so she's not able to celebrate Christmas. So she's gone full into the 12 days of Christmas. That's not just a song. <laughs> that's, that's a thing. No, that is a thing. And and it yeah. starts with Christmas and goes on for 12 days, which is kind of ridiculous. Well, it, it, th there is that. But, you know, I always thought growing up that my Jewish friends were having more fun because they had seven <laughs> days of presents, right? That, that's what we equated it was just oh, more, more, more days of presents. But you're saying it's, it's the kids and then it kind of gets yeah. exhausting. And at some point you're like, man, just the, the whole one and done thing sounds pretty good. Huh? <laughs> it sounded really good, especially when you got the same amount of gifts, really. But you got it all in one morning. Right, right. Yeah. And then, it, it does. It makes it exciting, you know? And yeah. then you have bagels and cream cheese. Hey, now, hey, now that, that's a tradition I could get into. Get them locks, man. You got to do oh, that. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> if it's on sale, yes. 
<laughs> All right, so <laughs> I tell you what, Brian, why don't you why don't you kick us off? Aside from the uh, the 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 shoe store Christmas tree, <laughs> uh, when did the pipes start becoming part of your your holiday tradition, and, and what does that look like for you? You know, pipes are such a part of my everyday existence that it's really hard to celebrate or or set up a tradition based around something that you do constantly, all day long, everywhere you can possibly. Um, however, in the in the past, I have started this tradition of, for some reason, meerschaum pipes just mean a little bit more Christmas to me than you know than say all my all my briar pipes. So, and, and I very rarely smoke the the three meerschaums that I have because two of them are super special to me. That you know, somewhere around Christmas Eve, depending on what's going on, or Christmas Day, depending on what's going on. I will take the time to pull out one of those one of the one of the two big meerschaums, load that pipe up and sit down and relax with that in a drink. And uh, for those of you watching live on the YouTube channel, I brought both of them out here on the camera for you. And this is a uh, meerschaum that was given to me by Mike and Mary McNeil of McClellan for their 25th anniversary. They commissioned 25 of these meerschaum pipes to be made. Wow, look and at that. Got, that is incredible. It's That's got beautiful. the whale logo right there yeah. in it. Uh, so this one's obviously special to me. And I, yeah. and I've, you know, I, not, not exactly a pipe you're going to throw in your pocket and go to the mall with. Uh, no. But the other one, this one was made for me, and I can't remember the name of the artist that made it, but this was his interpretation of the castle at Disneyland. Uh, and it's just absolutely gorgeous detail. It's unbelievable. Yeah, so, it's pretty, pretty, pretty stunning. Hey, Brian, have that's you? That's incredible. The the Disneyland Castle and the McClelland uh, Meerschaum. Have you smoked? You've smoked both of those. It's just something you don't pull out very often. Yeah, I don't own pipes that I don't smoke. Uh, yeah, you know, that a boy. That's what know. I'm talking. Well, about. I got <laughs> I got plenty of them. They're old beat up Disney World pipes that I never plan on smoking. Uh, no, I pull these out, you know, once or twice a year for special occasions, uh, you know, special events, something where I'm going to sit down for three hours and maybe have a really good drink or whatever yeah. and yeah. just and just really enjoy it. Uh, yeah, those are those are my tradition. Do I put any special tobacco in it? Nope. <laughs> I, <laughs> I put my usual in there and fire it up and go. Um yeah, and that that's kind of my idea of a of of a holiday tradition around pipe smoking, and it and it may, you know, those pipes may get pulled out on uh, on a significant birthday or anniversary or whatever it is. But that's what I you know, tomorrow night <laughs> as we're recording this, it's Monday, uh, so this is kind of like the Disney Parks Parade that we'll be watching tomorrow morning, which was pre-recorded in November. Uh, <laughs> Wow. Yeah, uh, you know, tomorrow night as this show's going out on the Pipes Magazine radio show podcast feed, uh, you know, you could picture me just sitting there in front of uh, <laughs> sitting there in my reclining chair watching TV or watching whatever and, you know, sitting and smoking one of those two pipes. Well, I, I you know, when I think of Brian Levine and, and holiday traditions, I just I think of, uh, you know, uh, crotchety comments 
and 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 you know a festivus a, a, a anger at children maybe <laughs> i don't know <laughs> uh i i don't know just uh you know but, but, no but, i i i do love children i love them slowly roasted with ketchup oh my god <laughs> i'm sorry that's uh, <laughs> uh that was wc fields uh, no that's good that's, for, that's right for, yeah that's for right. you youngsters <laughs> now you know you guys have your you guys have your festive holiday hats on so i'll, I'll go ahead and put my uh, my festive holiday hat on oh, for nice. you yeah yes. so so if you're if you're listening to the podcast <laughs> but you're not able to to tune in uh brian just put a uh, a giant um hat on that is frosty the snowman and, and he's got a pipe yeah yeah man. except it's it's not accurate though because it looks like frosty's smoking a, a briar pipe as opposed to his corn cob pipe and i don't think that's a button nose uh no 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 it, it, this is an this is an artist interpretation of <laughs> <laughs> i will say you know it's interesting you know we we're talking actually before uh, a week or so ago uh, we, we still, at some point, maybe next year, we have to do a, a hero of the bowl being Frosty the Snowman. Yes. As, as a prolific pipe smoker, as many actual uh, holiday and, and Christmas characters are, uh, you know, uh, Frosty the Snowman, man, he's one of the few characters that's holding on to that pipe and it's not going anywhere. You know, they'll take away Chris Kringle's pipe, but they're not taking Frosty's pipe it, away. It's in, it's in the song, man. It's in the song. You can't get rid, you can't legislate that away. <laughs> <laughs> John David, what about you, man? What what holiday traditions do you have around your uh, around your pipe? You know, it's it's funny, Brian, talking about the um the the Meersham uh, pipe. I, I've got three uh, myself, and I don't smoke uh, two of them. I really only dedicate to tasting pipes. And so, you know, when I'm coming up with a new tobacco, or um, either, you know, working on a new blend, or if someone gives me a blend and they're like, "Hey, try this. I think there's something here you might be interested in." A lot of times, I'll smoke it out of a out of a Meersham pipe. Uh, just for purity of flavor, clay. I have a clay as well that that we used for that too. Um, but you know, my my big claw meerschaum that that is the pipe that mm. really starts coming out around Christmas time. And uh, you know, we get into uh, the Advent season. We start looking forward to Christmas and thinking about um, you know just all the all the fun traditions and uh, family coming over. And uh, it, it's also the time of year that I tend to find myself smoking uh, inside my home more often. And so, uh, which is kind of interesting. I, you know, my wife is incredibly patient and, and lets me smoke in the house, but, um, Christmas time, it's really that time of year that I find myself just, uh, craving, you know, that, um, you know, couch with my, uh, puppy dog and my glass of single malt <laughs> and, and, and my claw meerschaum or, or another large pipe that, uh, where I'm just putting a lot back. You so, better add um, wife into that couch too, pretty quick. And, 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 and that's correct. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble here. Um, <laughs> no, but no. you know, so we have that, and you know, it, it, I think honestly, just that smoking uh, indoors more often kind of thing is uh, is kind of my personal deal. And what's what's interesting is I used to think, okay, well, I'm gonna have more time around the holidays. That's not the case anymore. But you know, I'm gonna have more time to smoke around the holidays. So um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out those tobaccos that are uh, fun that uh, you know that I haven't experienced in a while, that I haven't gone to in a long time. Uh, try some things in my cellar that. Uh, you know, I haven't haven't smoked in quite some time. But but the problem with that is, is that a lot of times when I'm smoking indoors around Christmas, it's around friends and family. And and I want, you know, a lot of them are, you know, they're like, oh, you're smoking inside because they're not, you know, pipe people or are not smoke people. And so I find myself caving to that and and starting to find tobaccos that smell that, that I know are going to make the room smell nice. And so um, so it's kind of kind of funny. I'm like, man, I'm going to, you know, go after some of these English blends that I haven't revisited in some time. And I may do that. But then, you know, I have to mix it up real quickly because I know, uh, you know, the folks around me are not going to appreciate the smell 
of uh you know burnt hair <laughs> <laughs> and so so there is that um yeah you know, of course you, you spoke about mike and mary um and, and just how how much we miss them in the industry of course and um my favorite christmas tradition every year is to open the uh you know the can of uh, christmas cheer from the previous year and so um you know really this was the last year we were able to do that and uh fantastic tobacco christmas cheer of course but um you know but there's great other tobaccos on the market uh uh, that I think are are nice holiday tobaccos. One one that I would really encourage you, if you are a non aromatic smoker that wants to mix it up just a little bit at Christmas time. Um, and we've talked about this, uh, you know, blend before on air. But uh, and Brian actually could probably talk about it a lot more than I could. <laughs> He's probably much more familiar with with it. But uh, is is Scottish mixture from uh, from Mac Barron. Uh, it's just a good full bodied uh, aromatic tobacco. Uh, some people in you know, really don't even refer to it as an aromatic because it's got such a nice, uh, hearty, hearty tone to it. It's really complex mixture, but, um, it's one of those tobaccos that I think if you're a non-aromatic smoker, but you're looking for something that's just a little sweet, uh, that's going to make the people around you not, uh, pull their hair out. Uh, it, it might be a good option for you. That's so. good. You know, I <laughs> what, mean, what, what do you think about that, Brian? I don't know. Well, you, you definitely don't want a tobacco that's going to make someone in the other room think the house is on fire and go running out into the street, you know, half drunk or <laughs> what, or whatever. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there, there's a lot of good tobaccos that we can play with and you know, that might be more pleasing to people. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the great thing is, you know, this, this I, in, in my opinion, Christmas, the holiday season is absolutely the time for aromatics, and we'll get into some uh, some great tobacco recommendations here in just a minute. Um, but uh, but first, you know, I, you know, I, when I think about like you know um, holiday pipe traditions or, or kind of some special memories that come to mind, uh, I I wish I owned a Meerschaum pipe because I'm realizing as you guys are talking, like yeah, I mean, in many respects, this is like the Meerschaum time of year. <laughs> this is when you want to bust out that special pipe. And generally speaking, kind of my higher end pipes come out this time of year. I'll never forget. It was about two or three years ago. I often enjoy my pipe after uh, after kind of a big Christmas dinner, and you know, John David and I were here down in the South, where you know we we can wear shorts on Christmas. I mean, nine nine times out of ten. So, but as our friend Brian would say, probably not shoes, right? Well, probably, yeah. <laughs> Y'all got them. <laughs> wear them. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we've got shoes. I'm not wearing them now, but we 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 got them. Uh, but so you know, one of the great things that um, you know I, I like to do is get out on the porch. And, and smoke my pipe. And one of the things that we did, I think it was about two or three years ago, it was, uh, I was, all of my, my siblings were all in town. My, my dad, my mom, we were all at their house and I had not, I had brought not just my pipe, but I actually brought a couple of corn cob pipes for my brothers and my dad. And the four of us sat on the back porch and I brought some good aromatic tobacco. Uh, I don't, and I don't care if you're a hardcore English blend smoker. I mean, Christmas is the time for aromatic. And, uh, and we all sat down and we smoked pipes and we kind of planned out the year and talked about things that had come before. And it was just one of the most special moments uh, that I will never forget. It was, it was such a great Christmas uh, uh, pipe moment to be able to share that experience and to kind of, you know, the, the great thing is they all smoke cigars. And so it's nice when you're kind of presenting a pipe to a cigar smoker because at least in theory, they've got the concept down of smoking their pipe. Yeah, like sure. you, you don't have to really baby them as much. And I don't mean that in a derogatory term, but you don't really have to be as, as hands-on in guiding them through the process. So, you know, a little bit of direction and, and they were good to go. And then it mostly just became about the community, which to me, that's really where you're kind of, you know, the, the pipe coming into the holiday season is. It's, it's about that community for, for me personally. 
And I, I would imagine, Bo, that part of your holiday tradition is, uh, you know, sitting around and pulling out the, what, 1979 Star Wars holiday special on, uh, on, on, uh, on what is that, LaserDisc? Hey, man, I don't have yeah. a LaserDisc, but I got YouTube. Yeah. And let me tell you something, that, that Star Wars holiday special is terrible, but it is <laughs> worth every horrible moment. And, and, and as my hat would now indicate, I am a, uh, you know, I am a Star Wars fan and, uh, you know, and, and you know, I, I'm, hey. I'm looking forward to tomorrow morning's Disney Park special because they're supposed to take you a little in depth into the new galaxy's edge and brian when i tell you that i'm going to be the first guy in the door there like me and my brothers have been (laughs) planning this for a year and a half ever since they announced galaxy's edge we are going full in we we've been saving up we are going to do the deluxe you are a character in the park i'm going to wear the whole thing it's going to be westworld star wars edition (laughs) i cannot wait well that's (laughs) and that's a great transition for my travel business because i can help you book that trip for you to uh, (laughs) walt disney world and uh you know who knows you and you and about 3.8 3.8 million other friends might be lining up in the in the swamplands of Florida waiting to get in, but uh, go right ahead. <laughs> and we will be back on the holiday edition of the Pipes Magazine Radio Show and Country Squire Radio in just a minute. This is Internet Radio. I'm Jeremy Reeves, head blender of Cornell and Deal Pipe Tobacco Company. At Cornell & Deal, we think the best things in life are better with age, and we are passionate about creating the best possible pipe tobacco available. Fueled by this passion, we introduced the Cellar Series, a collection of blends like no other. While the blends in this series are ready to smoke now, each one has been meticulously designed to optimize depth and complexity as the tobacco ages in the tin. Currently, the Cellar Series is comprised of Oak Alley, Chenay's Cake, Joie de Vivre, Old Grove, and Bourbon Blue, but we will be unveiling new additions to this very special series as time goes on. Pick up a tin to smoke now and save a few for later enjoyment, so that you can experience all the richness and subtlety each blend will reveal through the years. Cornell & Deal's Cellar Series. The secret ingredient is time. Contact your local or online retailer for information. And we are back on the holiday edition of Country Squire Radio and the Pipes Magazine Radio Show. All right, Brian, can I ask real quick, like what other, I'm just interested out of curiosity, maybe this is a little out of turn, but what, what are some other just random holiday traditions that you grew up with? Can I ask you that? Um, random? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, like, is there something, you know, um, it, maybe you guys did uh, during Hanukkah or, or even on Christmas morning that, you know, was different because, you know, you weren't, you know, celebrating Christmas the same way some of your other friends were. Was there something something you can share just from that background? Yeah. Well, first of all, for us, it, it took several years. I mean, probably 10, 15 years. Once we put up the Christmas tree in the living room, my parents wouldn't let us open up the blinds to the to the to the street because they didn't want the neighbors seeing that the Jewish family's got a Christmas tree. <laughs> um, so it meant the blinds were closed. Yeah. Um, I have uh, I have fond memories of making gingerbread cookies as ornaments because we didn't own a lot of ornaments when I was younger. So I, I have really fond memories of gingerbread cookies. And then my little dog, Snoopy, we wondered why all the ornaments up to a certain level of the tree had disappeared. <laughs> well, apparently our dog really loved um, gingerbread cookies. <laughs> um, y- y- you know, it- 
my uh, let, let's put it this way my wife was baptized lutheran or as i call her american um <laughs> and comes from a very not heavily religious family but yeah. my aunt who is now a retired judge did our wedding so she did a civil service with a couple little things like for example we jumped the broomstick and we broke and we broke a light bulb That's to cool. incorporate some of my family's Jewish traditions into a into a civil marriage and uh, and the one thing that my aunt said is when you do the vows I will not put obey in there at all whatsoever cuz my aunt, <laughs> <laughs> my aunt being a judge decided that she liked being a judge because people had to obey her <laughs> yeah, um, that's fair. That's fair. You know, and then and then again, once a, you know, once a year we'll put out the uh, we'll put out the little menorah. I think the one we have now is a big blue stuffed menorah with Velcro candles on the back, and you know, and go through that. Uh, we have uh, we have uh, we have the elf on the shelf. Well, we also have the mench on the bench. Yes. Oh, we I wanted do. to ask you about that. Okay, when did y'all start doing the mench on the bench? Uh, well, he came out right after the elf on the shelf was a hit. <laughs> so, Is that right? Was that, was that literally right after the elf on the shelf? Yeah. It was like two years after. Yeah. Wait, okay. How long has elf on a shelf been a thing? Uh, boy, seven, eight, ten years. Yeah. It seems like yeah. it's been at least a decade. Now. Can I just say yeah. the elf on the shelf is creepy. I, I just, I'm not to judge anybody out there that's doing the whole elf <laughs> on the shelf thing. I'm just saying for me personally, I, I find it a bit creepy. There's no, it's his face. Look into his face. Those are evil eyes in the elf on the shelf. He's I, I find the Polar Express movie to be slightly bizarre, child trafficking, odd weirdness. Plus, it's in the Uncanny Valley with the, uh, you know, with the realness factor of the, uh, of the CGI and everything else. Yeah. So, no, my, my favorite thing with the Elf on the Shelf was when the, you know, Mike, it, it, it's great having the three of us on right now because the three of us represent the three different stages of Christmas families. You know, John David is at home playing Santa and Mrs. Claus with, you know, with Mrs. John right. David and there's no kids. Uh, you got Bo playing Santa Claus for his kids and giving real gifts, and then you got me approaching They're playing the... Santa Claus. I don't know what you're talking about. Santa Claus, yeah. of course, is absolutely real, 100%. Hey, kids, y'all need to uh, continue doing what you're doing and be on the nice list. That's that right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and go to bed. Get to bed because Santa's <laughs> get coming. To bed. It's noon, but get to bed anyway. Right. And, and then you got me who's getting closer and closer to the appearance of Santa Claus. Um, but (laughs) you know, it's just, it's, it's nice to see the, it's nice to see the three different levels of, uh, of holiday traditions. And my, when my kids were younger, my favorite, you know, one of the things we used to do was hide the mench on or hide the elf on the shelf. And when the kids would wake up, well, one of my favorite things was I took a staple gun and some, uh, and some masking tape and fishing line and tied them to the ceiling fan. (laughs) And he was just flying around in the room. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. Our, oh, go ahead. Yes, yes, yes. No, that, that was all the fun for that one. Um, all right. Well, you know, the great thing, of course, is it is the holiday season. And one of the things that, you know, we felt appropriate with these two titans of the tobacco industry with us. Oh, let me tell you. Is to get some great <laughs> holiday tobacco recommendations. So, Brian, why don't you hit us first with uh, what you're kind of tobaccos of choice are what you think people should be checking out this season well as, as a titan of the industry and the hobby i had to bring out my my scepter here which is uh, sponsored by you know mickey mouse um <laughs> yeah because i am the world's largest kid um 
so, all right, everybody knows. Everybody knows. My favorite is a Virginia Perique that was made by McClellan. Rest in peace. Um, yep. I've got plenty to last me a while. But I thought, all right, let, let's go and let's go back into the archives and pull out two tobaccos that I would actually that I would actually smoke and think of them as an alternative. Now, I felt like when I was picking these two tobaccos, I felt like aromatics too easy of a choice. Uh, you can do Christmas spice. You can do a chocolate. You can do all that. It smells great in the room. Uh, but let's go with something that might be a little more a little more difficult to uh, to pair up. Uh, the first one, and I've got it right here, is Presbyterian mixture, uh, primarily because of the well, the religious nature of the name would work. Yeah, it's fun. Um, and it's an it's an English with a little bit of topping, or as my wife described it, it smells like the house is burning down with cherries on top. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that's good. And, and, and well, and I torture my wife, and yeah, you know, I'll, I'll come home with a tobacco and say, "Here, smell this," because I want to know what her pure, unadulterated palate smells, and it and it helps with it. But this has you know just a, a little bit of a topping to it, a little bit of that cherry, and uh, you know, and uh, it, it just kind of reminds me of a little bit of what would be a good Christmas evening smoke. It may not be real appealing to everybody around you because it's not a full blown aromatic, but. You know, at some point, you got to smoke for yourself. Uh, the other one that I pulled out would be a variation on my Virginia Periques, and that's uh, from GLPs. It's Haddo's Delight. Um, Haddo's Delight has a little bit of a sweetened black Cavendish in it. It has a it has a good dosing of Perique in it. It's got some good quality Virginias in it. And when you open it up, it's got a little bit of an extra aroma that is not that I'm not accustomed to in a straight Virginia Perique. It's got a little bit of a pruny or figgy or even dare I say it, it's got a little bit of a don't you say it, don't you say it <laughs> raisin aroma to it. Um, and I think it might be somewhat somewhat relatively pleasing to those that might be still around you. Um, at the same time, if you open up either one of these two tobaccos for your for your evening uh, for your evening sit down, you know maybe you'll help clear your mind and help clear the room around you as well, and you know get a chance to sit and smoke your pipe in peace and quiet and relax and enjoy it. Hey, sometimes you got to do that. There's nothing better for the holiday season sometimes than clearing the room. <laughs> a little silent night um, or whole you know or moments of reflection which uh, according to the internet silent night the song is 200 years old today but uh, oh, wow. that's that's on the internet where i also read that i'm a legend so we all know that the internet is full of falseness well i mean you know it it, it varies in its uh you know <laughs> correctness right <laughs> yeah you yeah. are a legend brian um a legend in my own mind Great call on the Haddo's Delight, man. Really good call on that. You know, it's interesting. You 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 said something. I can't remember just how you put it, but I'll I can't never forget either. The first time I opened a a tin of Haddo's Delight, um, I was stunned. I like it. It just caught me off guard. There yeah. was a a pronounced um, gingerbread smell there. I mean, it just kind of out of the blue, right? Do, do you do you relate to that? It shocked me because I was expecting it to be a traditional, a, a straight up traditional Virginia Perique and, yeah. and thought, all right, you know, I better try this. Well, I, 
So I went and bought a couple tins that had some age on them and tried uh, you know, tried two or three different vintages of it. And you're right, when you open it, it's got a different surprising aroma to it that, uh, you know, the, that isn't, it's not a bad surprise. No, it's yeah. It's just different. It, it is. I, I'll never forget. It's such, such a good call, man, for a Christmas, uh, you know, full body tobacco. I'm thinking um, element brown sugar, um, you know, uh, cinnamon. I mean, I, I got that from the He's trying to get to raisins, but go right ahead. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, if, if I drink enough eggnog, maybe we'll get there. But but yeah, yeah. It, it, there, there's a there was an interesting uh, sweetness that was um misleading to me a little bit it was interesting but it, it, um man such a great tobacco still uh excellent for the um you know someone that's going to want want something full-bodied and um you know that uh you know will give them plenty of vitamin n to get through the day right yeah and it might even pair up during the summertime with a nice uh ketchup based you know barbecue sauce I, hey <laughs> it, it, i'm know, just it, saying brian knows. Yeah. brian knows yeah I know who's doing the editing too. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Mike. That's exactly right. Yeah, yep. you <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can't um, just say thank you, Mike, because I'm doing editing too. Oh, that's a good point. That's good. We can listen to two separate shows. Be sure if you listen to Country Squire Radio to also tune in at the Pipes Magazine to see just how one of us butchered the other, if not both. You know, uh, and, and I'm going to interrupt here because it's also really nice of us that in this compressed time of season, for those listeners that listen to both shows, We've now saved them from having to listen to two hours or two plus hours. We've condensed it into one for them and freed up their time for extra pipe smoking. Well, it, it is interesting just for, for our, so many of our you know fans that have listened listened to both shows. And obviously, you know, we, we're dear friends with Brian. and um, Brian and has fans. We have listeners. We, yeah, that's yeah. probably true. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it's, it's awesome you. because they put themselves through so much. Uh, you know, self self pain by listening to us. Yes. But this way, you know, they kind of we're condensing it. You, you're right for the holidays, so they can go back to their uh, their eggnog and their figgy pudding and um, and their wassail. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. And speaking of all, uh, speaking of figgy pudding, uh, uh, John David, what what tobacco recommendations do you have? I guess I'm guess just assuming that figgy pudding would be among them if well, there were any left in stock. You know, yeah, the, the, it's interesting. I did not pick figgy pudding for one of our <laughs> tobacco uh, uh, recommendations, but uh, the Squire, we do make a blend yearly called figgy pudding. We're very proud of it. And uh, it's been sold out now for, I don't maybe a week and a half or so. Um, but uh, great tobacco. You can visit that some other time. Um, the uh, Interestingly enough, of course, I had to be the sucker that kind of went uh, straight for the Christmas tobacco, right? And so, uh, highly recommend Cornell and Deal's uh, Jolly Old Saint Nick. Um, a good tobacco. You're not any Cornell and Deal blend. You're not going to get a, a you know tobacco that's over the top uh, moisture. Uh, you know, you'll open it and just it'll have a real clean uh, burning consistency to it. But Black Black Cavendish Perique and Virginia, uh, which is a really nice uh, flavorful topping. I think you'll get some of that same uh, almost gingerbread. Uh, flavor to it but again this is a virginia perique and so uh it, it is it is married with black cavendish so there there is a sweetness there um that, that is you know a, a nice healthy topping but it is full-bodied enough for i think even the more seasoned uh you know non-aromatic smoker to enjoy that yearly twist and so um anyway that i, I would i would certainly put you on that it's a ribbon cut tobacco and um you know of course comes uh comes in a tin from cornell and deal um, and then the one I mentioned earlier, the, the Scottish blend, um, I, I love this tobacco. 
it's been around for a long time. Uh, and Mac Barron, uh, I think, just just really nails it with this. It's got a variety of different toppings. It's a very complex tobacco. Brian, you, do you know how many tobaccos go into to Scottish blend? You may know off the top of your head. I, I was sworn to secrecy. <clears throat> and, and, and I was <laughs> well, I, I was threatened with large amount of uh, schnapps. That, <laughs> hey, that that's that's a that's a decent threat. Yeah, I'd, I'd take that. Schnapps. <laughs> yeah. the, uh, man, there's there's a lot of different tobaccos that go into Scottish blend, and it, it is a a nice change up tobacco for someone that wants um you know the marriage of a lot of different things. I, of course, I smoke a lot of flake tobaccos, and I like Virginias. Um, you know, Scottish blend has some of those characteristics in that it is it is Virginia heavy, but there's also uh, that kind of chunky, ready rubbed. Uh, texture consistency there and so uh, you know for me that stays lit easier it's a nice um, you know kind of change up tobacco something in between your ribbon cut uh, and a full flake so um, anyway really recommend that and it's something that um, you know if you're if you're non-aromatic smoker but want that Christmas treat um, I think it'll be good for you that's good man that's really good well you know the great thing about all of these wonderful tobaccos if you want to be able to enjoy them to catch all of those seasonal seasonings or just the uh the full-bodied flavor that exists there. You know, one of the best ways we recommend to do it is smoking with a good quality, cool smoking pipe like the ones you get at our friends at Missouri Meerschaum. No, that's right. That's right. Of course, uh, Missouri Meerschaum, uh, proud sponsors of uh, Country Squire Radio. And of course, um, uh, dear friends of, of both ours and, and Brian and Pipes Magazine radio show. Uh, we have a have a lot of good Missouri Meerschaums to pick from this time of year. But uh, the Patriot is the one that I thought we'd talk about today. It's got a nice uh, longer stem on it, which is uh, very... Very um, okay. popular around Christmas time. A lot of folks, their go-to Christmas pipe, of course, is the church warden. And uh, the Patriot is kind of a kind of a smaller church warden varietal, right? You've got a medium-sized bowl, uh, just a very uh, nice uh, half-spindle style uh, bowl there. So it feels really good in your palm. Uh, you can smoke a, a generous amount of your favorite tobacco, maybe the one of the ones we've we've talked about today, uh, be it Haddo's Delight or Scottish Mixture or any other ones, and and get a real clean flavor of what those tobaccos taste like. And so, um, excellent, excellent pipe. Uh, it's got a really nice, high-quality black mouthpiece that uh, I think will last you a very long time if you take good care of it. And uh, so you can get that at uh, Missouri Meerschaum. They're available at corncobpipe.com or from your favorite uh, pipe retailer that is worth their salt and so yeah you know i'll hey, also I'm, I'm gonna jump in here and add to that a little bit because uh you can also buy them at the country squire um and they you make can... and they make really good <laughs> coffee cups too uh but the uh, there's a there's been a lot of uh there's been some european countries where the tradition was on new year's eve to light a brand new pipe They'd buy, traditionally it'd be a clay pipe, but you'd light a brand new pipe, smoke it, and then right at midnight, you would throw it in the fireplace and smash that clay pipe. Um, well, we don't have a lot of clay pipes around nowadays. We don't want to smash a lot of pipes. Uh, but in that same celebration, you know, it would be perfect to take a, a Missouri Meerschaum corn cob fire it up at night at midnight or fire it up right before midnight and then take it and you know throw it into the fireplace or whatever to celebrate that or no, you know, like that or you know just buy a brand new corn cob pipe and and light it up right at the stroke of midnight and start the new year with a fresh you know fresh spirits and you know i think the i think part of it was to shatter and scare away all the bad things that had happened the last year and start off fresh but uh, you know, there was a lot of that stuff that went on back in uh, you know, Germany, Holland, uh, trying to think there's a couple other countries that used to do that. 
Is where you could keep like Krampus away with your, uh, you know, with your pipe or whatever? Yeah, or you could throw your Christmas pickle in the fire with it, and then you'd have fried pickles. <laughs> wow. Well, you know what? Whatever you choose to do with your Missouri Meerschaum pipe and whatever it is, incorporate it into your holiday tradition this year. And if you do so, be sure to take a picture of yourself doing it. Tweet that into us. We love to retweet it out. It's a great way to let the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum know that you appreciate them for sponsoring the show. And we will be back on the holiday edition of the Pipes Magazine radio show and Country Squire Radio in just a minute. Have a look in your tobacco cellar. What do you see? Think of what you smoke, what you age, what you're drawn to in a blend that keeps you wanting more. That's your taste. And whether you know it or not, you've been leading that expedition since you first picked up a pipe just by smoking what you like and liking what you smoke. But the funny thing about taste, it changes, and you need a wide selection to accommodate it. We at Smoking Pipes know this, and you know it too. So whether you're searching for a tried-and-true favorite or a singular boutique mixture, we're here to help you navigate the voyage of your evolving tastes. But you're still at the helm. Smoking Pipes, in faithful service of the hobby. And we are back on the holiday edition of Country Squire Radio and the Pipes Magazine radio show. All right. We have got a pipe question, a holiday-themed pipe question of the week. And I think this is, a, this is very appropriate. Again, two titans of the tobacco industry here. Only the two of you uh, could, could really kind of handle this kind of question because we're going into some deep lore. Are you ready, guys? Oh, bless his heart. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> this is coming in from Mike. Uh, Signorini, who's asking, what style of pipe does Santa prefer? Uh, and specifically, what tobacco for the night of Christmas? Does Mrs. Claus allow him to smoke inside? And what about the workshop? These are questions that the people must know. Brian, what do you think? Uh, what style <laughs> pipe do you think Santa Claus prefers? I, I think I, I, obviously, obviously Santa wants a very long stem pipe. He wants something that's going to get away from the beard, get away from the robes. And he's going to want something that's going to hang out there at a distance because Santa, this is a secret that, I, that only the three of us know. Santa has pipe elves. He has elves that load his bowl for him and light it for him. And it might be two guys of diminished height from Jackson, Mississippi, but uh, I'm just. That's fair. Pipe That's elves. Fair. I like that. I can take that. I, I'm just saying, you know, hobbits, you know, hobbits 11 months out of the year, pipe elves one month out of the year. Um, no, I think Santa would want a, uh, Santa would want a, a long stem pipe for the evening. Mrs. Claus lets him smoke in bed, of course, because, you know, Santa, it, it, it's, you know, it's just classic. and Well, and he's earned it, right? Yeah. At, at this point, he's earned it. Yeah, he's worked his butt off, not his belly, but his butt off for, <laughs> you know, for however many hours it took to go and deliver all those presents and, and all that and been ramping up for it. You know, so I, I could imagine Santa at night, the pipe elves come and bring him his pipe already loaded with a uh, with with a very special tobacco, a very special tobacco that uh, that no one really knows what it is. Uh, you know, the, the hobbits had, the, you know, second breakfast. Well, well, this is 
December 25th at midnight. It's a super special blend that just takes all the stress away, eases everything in in the night. And Santa sits there in the bed with a hot with hot cocoa, and this blend tastes like marshmallows. Ooh, all right, Man. I can see that. What do you think, John Day? I, I I'm on board with Brian. Yeah, I you know I, I I would think something similar, right? So when every time I think of Santa Claus, I think of a um an an elegant. A church warden style pipe. I think the the comment with the beard, you know, trying to ne- negotiate the beard with the pipe uh, after a long night of doing a lot of work, uh, you know, that's a that's a real important thing for Santa Claus. Uh, you know, I I always think of the the pipe after, you know, okay, Santa Claus just worked his tail off. Uh, he's gone all over the world. Uh, you know, he he wants to treat himself, right? And so Mrs. Claus is going to let him get away with some things that maybe he normally can't, right? So. Um, so the pipe in, in bed, you know, for instance, uh, you know, maybe uh, if, if some ashes spread around, it's just not as big of a deal because, you know, because he's, he's earned it. Uh, may, maybe his favorite non-aromatic tobacco. So uh, something with a, with a nice heft to it. I do think of Santa smoking uh, more of a, of a sweeter blend typically, but maybe this is the one night of the year that he wants something that's just going to kind of calm his nerves and, you know, say, man, I can't believe I, uh, you know, got in a wreck with that Amazon truck on my way to little Johnny's house kind of thing, you know? Um, and, and so, you know, maybe he pulls out, uh, some, I don't know, GLP's gaslight or, um, you know, a, uh, Brebbia Balkan or something that's got just a real rich, heavy flavor to it. Um, the Mississippi river, um, uh, you know, from Seattle pipe club. So something that's got some, uh, some, some nice full bodied, uh, you know, richness to it. So, uh, you know, I, I could see that. And I, I definitely think Santa's going to drink. Um, he, you know, he's had enough milk at this point. Uh, so he's going to want the brown water. Uh, and, and, and I think that paired with his nice rich, uh, tobacco and his church warden, uh, and, and probably his feet, maybe the, maybe the elves that are, that are not from Jackson, Mississippi, not, not these elves. Oh. Will, will rub his feet We're not and, the foot elves, no. and, and, uh, no. and, and, you know, that, um, I think that's, that's what I see Santa doing. <laughs> this is absolutely great. I think I think we've definitely um, painted a full picture here, maybe even added a little bit to the legend of Santa that'll go on. I, I like the pipe elves from Jackson, Mississippi, especially. But uh, great question, Mike. And hey, if you've got a pipe question for us, uh, be sure to uh, send those in to us. You can email them into Country Squire Radio at show at countrysquireradio.com. I really like the the idea that this is this is fun. I, I think maybe maybe Brian, we're onto something here. If yep. we could introduce a new tradition, you know, you talked about crushing the the um, the the clay pipe in the fireplace, you know, uh, maybe to ward off the 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 evil spirits or something. I I don't know. We we think about you know how inexpensive a Missouri Mearsham pipe is, right? These are really affordable, but they're also mm-hmm. durable. So you can you can smoke it all year. Maybe you get your new Missouri Mearsham pipe on New Year's Eve, and then and then you smoke that one all year, and then at at the at New Year for the next year, after you smoked your your corn cob pipe all year, that that's when you put that one in the fireplace, mm. and, and and then you pull out your new one, right? And so you each year you've got your pipe, and then you you send it off on its way uh, to the uh, to the heavens above uh, by by putting it in the fireplace. Oh, there might be something there. There right? might be something. I kind of I like that. But then yeah. I just got it all broken in. I didn't know exactly right <laughs> that, that's yeah. like that's the challenge that like mentally I'm having a little bit of a hard time with like I can't destroy a pipe I, I no I don't I don't care if it only cost me like five bucks I, for I me it's like you no know, for me it's like <laughs> oh go to from whence you came you know it's just one of those from things you yeah came. you know odd, odds are that that pipe doesn't cost any more than what you're drinking in that glass of brown water anyway uh, there's a point to that and, no, that's right. and when you're done with that brown water I don't want to taste it again either 
All right, but <laughs> but don't burn the stem. Don't burn the stem. The 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 stem that yeah, comes take with the, the plastic. Just burn out. the corn cob part. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. All right, here on Country Squire Radio, we do some quick fire questions. Are you ready, John David and Brian? Do some quick fire questions. Yeah, I'm not squealing like a cowboy. Uh, well, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. All right, so these are holiday themed. Here we go. Uh, gingerbread or chocolate chip cookies? We'll go Brian, John David, then me. Brian? Gingerbread. gingerbread or chocolate? All right, John David? Uh, gingerbread. Uh, I'm going to go with chocolate chip cookies. Gingerbread's delicious, but sometimes a little bit too much. No, 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 no. See, you can have chocolate chip all year long. Gingerbread right. is once a year. I'm with Brian on that. Yeah, you're not, it should you're, be the case, but I think in our family, unfortunately, chocolate chip cookies. Uh, you're not putting gingerbread cookies out on. No, you're not putting gingerbread cookies out on your Memorial Day buffet or you know or cookout. You can have chocolate chip cookies, then save the gingerbread once a year. That's a good point. Eggnog or apple cider? Well, I'm lactose intolerant, so the eggnog has been a long time, a long time ago. So I just take the stuff that I would normally put into the eggnog and put it into the apple cider and spike it. All right, all right, John David. <laughs> I eggnog. Uh, you know, I love apple cider if it's uh, you know, fully leaded. But um, yeah, I'm gonna go with eggnog. You know, something about how it, it's real creamy and it kind of, you know, it fills you up a little bit and it, it. I don't know. It uh, it it, it makes all the troubles go away. Eggnog is the Cadbury cream egg of Christmas. It's uh, it's amazing for this one time of year, but makes no sense any any other time of year. And uh, yeah, absolutely, eggnog. That's right, like so this, gingerbread this cookies one, any other time of the year don't make sense. Fair point. All right, this next one is related to eggnog, but Brian, feel free to take it in a cider-type capacity. Do you spike it with whiskey or brandy? Brian. Whiskey. I don't want any more sugar. <laughs> John David. Yeah, that's fair. I, you know, I've always done whiskey. I I haven't found many brandies that I actually like. I, for whatever reason, I, I thought I would enjoy brandy, and I drank more of it uh, earlier in life. But um, yeah, nowadays I just you know some kind of bourbon, you know, some kind of high quality bourbon put in there, maybe okay. some Woodford Reserve. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or uh, that uh, I don't know if you've tried any of the the um, Cathead bourbon, the uh, old. Uh, yeah, it's good. Also. They make that make that here. Yeah, Dude, we have got to do that. Re- for really good, select. really good stuff. No, Pendleton's good. 1910 Rye. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now, Brian, you said actually, you know, we did that review on yeah. Pendleton's, and Brian, you said that's your favorite rye whiskey. Is that right? That is my favorite rye whiskey. I found it one night in Las Vegas about six eight years ago and tried it and originally it was only on the west coast and bottled in you know bottled in oregon and hadn't made it across the mississippi well i brought it uh, (laughs) yeah all right so for me i'm gonna say brandy i like that a little additional sweetness no it's good all right finally uh and this is good since we've all had uh, trees as part of our, our holiday traditions big tree small tree think charlie brown small tree or no tree brian (laughs) <laughs> I don't have a choice. You ought to ask my wife. Um, it, it's a big tree. And when you think big, it's big. And if you think that's big, it's bigger. And I got to tell you, because, you know, my, my wife's very patient with my pipe collecting and my tobacco collection, or you know, I don't want to call it a collection. I want to call it a nuclear winter horde. Um <laughs> My wife has enough ornaments to decorate another seven or eight big trees because she has this problem. And unfortunately, there's no group for her to go to anonymously and admit that she has an addiction to Christmas ornaments. So, yeah, big tree. All right, John David. You got got to have a canvas for all that paint and big tree for all those ornaments. Yeah, Yeah. I'm going to go the same way. We do big trees. We do real trees at the Cole household. I always have. Um, have never owned a fake tree. Um, they are easier for some folks, but I, you know, I am a purist. Um, 
yeah, and and it, and it's typically you know pretty big. Yeah, yeah big so. real tree on me as well. I, I really, the, I, you know, I don't want to judge anybody with the fake trees, but there's it's most people nowadays that it, do it fake is, trees, and yeah. a lot of it and does I, come I understand. generationally I understand. too. You know what I mean? Like if you grew up with a fake tree, you're going to maintain a fake tree. If you grew up with a real tree, you're going to maintain a real tree. It's probably more likely that somebody growing up with a real tree would switch to a fake tree than somebody who grew up with a fake tree would switch to a. They go tree. the other way. But yeah. I'd be curious to know yeah. if, if somebody uh, did kind of the reverse of that. That's, I did. Did you really? Oh, yeah. We grew up with fake trees at home. And then when we got married and I could buy it myself, I, we went to a real tree. Uh, but marriage is the great equalizer. Every, everything well, like, well, well, out, you have to like redo everything. You know what I mean? Like, te technically, in college, when I wasn't married, there might have been a real tree that accidentally jumped in the back of my truck and came back to my <laughs> dorm. Um, but I can't. Well, that's long after the statute of limitations, so I'm good. Uh, <laughs> but here's here's how here's how we justified the fake tree. One, you know, yeah, you know, it's a big chunk of money when you buy it the first time. But we can set it up on on uh, Thanksgiving weekend and have it all through Christmas and all through New Year's and not have to worry about it getting dried out and having an electrical yep. issue or pine needle. Well, you still get pine needles. Well, you get plastic needles falling off of it. Uh, but it's already wired with lights, huh. which I yeah, hate stringing up the lights on the Christmas tree. So it's already done for me. It's very nice and <laughs> convenient and and uh, UL tested and um, and uh, safe. Christmas so. is not about convenience. That's my whole thing on, on the whole fake tree thing. <laughs> like I, I get it and I definitely appreciate it. But but you know you, you gotta have something every every single year. I consider a fake tree <laughs> like for like the hour leading up to going and buying the actual real tree. Yeah. But and I'm like, no, you know what? This was, yes, there's sap all over my hands. And yes, we scratched up the top of the roof while we were trying, or the uh, the ceiling while we were trying to get everything set up. And yes, there's a massive fire hazard in the middle of my house. <laughs> and yes, now I've stepped on glass from, you know, these lights that we have to replace every single year. Yeah, bro, fake trees are sounding pretty good right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I get it. I get yeah, it. And, and you don't, you don't have to drag it at the end of the, you don't have to drag it out to the curb and hope that the trash man comes and picks it up. Otherwise, it's sitting out there with like, like just a fire ball waiting to burst into flames on your front porch uh you, you know you just drag it back into the box and then next year you have to curse yourself and thinking why did i pack it up so tight and why did i put it up on that very top rafter and i've got to go get that again <laughs> oh god yeah anyway well, some yes. great quick fire questions of a holiday nature so uh if you want to send in some quick fire questions to country squire radio we love doing this on a weekly uh send them in to show at country and we will be back on the holiday edition of the Pipes Magazine Radio Show and Country Squire Radio in just a minute. Italians have always been known for their aesthetic passion. It's their birthright, their legacy. And just like Savinelli, it continues to grow and evolve. It is ever-changing. Milan, 1876. Achilles Savinelli set out to change the way the world viewed smoking pipes, opening one of the world's first specialist tobacco shops. From one small storefront to a factory that delivered handmade pipes all over the world, the legacy he forged became one filled with success and prestige. Achilles' dream is carried on today by his family, who continues the Savinelli legacy. Each year, Savinelli debuts a series of new, forward-thinking designs comprised of quality-crafted pipes shaped from some of the best briar in the world. Behind every beautiful object, there's a story. Start your own chapter. Visit your local tobacconist or premium online dealer today. This is Internet Radio. 
And we are back on the holiday edition of Country Squire Radio and the Pipes Magazine radio show. Now, normally here at Country Squire Radio, we kind of uh, we kind of end the show. We go through some listener feedback, and we've got some great comments that we're about to share here. But but before we dive into that, uh, Brian, he's kind of brought a little bit of a present for us, uh, and I'm I'm really kind of excited for this. Brian, you want to tell us what you're about to do for us? Now, normally on the Pipes Magazine radio show, especially during Christmas time, we play a piece of holiday music. And uh, for those that don't listen, this year we have featured songs from. Uh, uh bing crosby burl ives uh queen all christmas themed um i'm forgetting the fourth one that we featured off the top of my head might have been dean oh it was dean martin doing baby it's cold outside because that apparently now is a date rape song instead of a holiday song uh but i hold no uh no judgment on it Uh, same so, so normally i do some sort of entertainment well i have lived in the south here for 18 and a half years this is technically my 19th christmas in the great state of north carolina where the war is not over yet in some parts uh but uh, a while back i was given a book called the night before a redneck christmas so <laughs> i thought just in my standard voice you know, this is Christmas Eve that we're recording this on. Most of you are going to hear this after Christmas. Well, just close your eyes and imagine it's a few days earlier. And this is kind of what happens in uh, both uh, you know, Jackson, Mississippi and Charlotte, North Carolina in certain parts. Uh, are you ready? Bring it. It was the night before Christmas and all through the trailer park. Not a pop top was popping, not even old blue barked. Our stockings was hung over the space heater with care in the hopes that Santy would fill them with Viennas and beer. <laughs> the kids was asleep in their NASCAR PJs, dreaming of goo goo clusters, moon pies, and Milky Ways. Uh, and if they're from if they're from North Carolina, they're also dreaming of cheer wine. Um, <laughs> yep. Yep. And I continue, uh, and Erlene in her curlers and me in my Earnhardt cap had just settled into our lazy boys for a wheel of fortune and a nap. <laughs> then out in the vacant lot, I heard such a commotion. I thought it was neighbor Clyde finally getting his T-bird in motion. I heaved out of my recliner and to the window I flew, busted out the screen and hollered to old blue. The moon was shining down on my old wrecked cars, so bright they was sparkling like rusty old stars. And I couldn't believe my own hard-working eyes when a jacked-up Chevy pickup come flying through the sky. <laughs> Faster an old Ironhead, his possums they came, and he whooped and hollered and called them by name. Get up sooner, high duke. Move your tails, yaller and spud. On Blackie, on Queenie, you mind me, Duchess and Bud. (laughs) To the top of the satellite dish, to the top of the shed. Now move it and step on it. You'll get out the lead. You know how our old road, whenever a car goes by, there's all this dirt that flies up in the sky. That's how this crew went straight up on my roof with that pickup full of toys a real nice gun rack and a redneck Santa too. <laughs> then, before I could pop my teeth in, 
I heard up on the tin the scrambling around of them flying possums of hisn. I yanked my head back in the trailer and hitched up my shorts. Down the dryer vent went redneck Santa came with a grunt and a snort. Now, let me tell you right now, a dryer vent, that's high class. Okay. We're talking about a pretty decent trailer park then this, here, right? Yeah, this is a good place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, he was dressed in red and green camo from his neck to his feet, and I had to give him credit. He still had most of his teeth. <laughs> Looked like stuff from Arlene's yard sale slung on his back. There was fly swatters and Tupperware in eight tracks sticking out of his pack. Uh, Bo, John David, eight tracks is what we had before we had the little cassette players. Oh, yeah. It was called yeah. an eight track cassette. Anyway, okay. Uh, when he winked his eye, I knew for sure he'd treat us right. Why, he just might even leave me some ammo tonight. I stood there dreaming of a white tail while I watched him work. Then he stopped and, like a real man, let out a fart and a burp. <laughs> he topped off our stockings with moon pies and bottle rockets, then squo then squoze up that dryer vent like spam in your pocket. He jumped in his pickup, laid down on the horn, and I'm not lying, they took off with their possum tails flying. But I heard him holler as he headed for the 7-Eleven, Merry Christmas to all, and may all rednecks get into heaven. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so oh, that man, was, you know, I never really thought of the Cajun night before Christmas as classy, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know, all it needs is is comparison. By comparison, yeah, like Cajun night before Christmas, all of a sudden just became like you know uh, Hemingway. <laughs> <laughs> so I I own the book, but for reading it here on the show, I found a printout of it, and it was very big and easy for me to look at, almost oh, no. without my reading glasses. Uh, but yeah, there's variations of the night of the night before Christmas of many, many types and kinds. And, uh, Oh man, listen, look, I've, I've, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm notorious for creating parodies of the night before Christmas. I, I gave my, my wife one based on our cat one year that I, I wrote. And then also back when I was doing the uh, Pokemon go podcast, I came up with a Pokemon night before Christmas. And then just recently, as everybody knows, I've been playing this game, Sea of Thieves. I came up with a, a Sea of Thieves pirate night before Christmas, uh, and so I'm, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of parodies of night before Christmas, but I mean, like, you know, I guess, I guess that was, the, I, I thought it was good. I, I I'm for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it reminds you of uh, your, your Christmas growing up. I mean, he, the, he, they were hoping for Vienna sausages to go in their, uh, <laughs> to go in their stocking. Like, I mean, that's, that's fantastic. That's a good Christmas, man. That's a good Christmas. That, I, I'm telling that you and some, that and some, uh, you know, crab apples or something. That's, exactly. that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. I'll, I'll just warn you. If you start searching for that on the internet, be careful. There are some versions <laughs> that you don't want to read to friends or family that might be sensitive or not you might want to remain friends or family with afterwards <laughs> that's exactly right <laughs> all right so we've got uh we've got you know something special that we want to do for the listeners but before we do that let's actually uh you know right now we've been kind of monitoring uh the the, the live feed we are broadcasting we have been broadcasting live at country squire radio here on christmas eve uh and as we always, I feel like, plan to do lately, but but seem to fail at doing. Again, this is on me. Uh, <laughs> John David's been monitoring Twitter, and I've actually been monitoring YouTube. So, uh, John David, let's, let's share a couple of, uh, of comments that we've got from folks that are tuning in live. 
Uh, no, yeah, just uh, really good uh, to be joined by a lot of friends here on Christmas Eve. So Portland Paul says, I'm laying straight up in bed watching right now and hashtag the life. And so <laughs> fantastic. Uh, slightly attempting to watch at Squire Radio Live while visiting my family. My nephew keeps trying to tap the screen. Uh, that's from Kilted Pipe Guy. <laughs> and, um, and Jim Nelson, of course, saying uh, raisins. That's such a Mickey Mouse way to describe tobacco. <laughs> Throwing the gauntlet down. Oh, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. I, for, I forgot. Hey, my, go ahead. Go ahead. I forgot my mickey mouse I, I forgot my mickey mouse christmas fleece too so okay, i mean he's got props yeah. like crazy yeah well, and, <laughs> and, and, and it's too sunny and warm in here to put on a fleece so i'm just wearing my uh my favorite who's your santa t-shirt oh that looks good i like yeah, that it's yeah that's good. i need more tacky sweaters in my life uh, of course brian probably doesn't think that's tacky um it also kilted uh there we've got um Portland Paul, he's uh, wondering if it's sacrilegious to actually break a pipe. Uh, it might be, but but what about burning it in your fireplace? I, <laughs> I, I, I just say we might be onto something. No, here. I mean, I, part of me loves the like I love the the romantic concept of it, but I hate the actual practice of destroying a pipe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I land on this. Man, we got Blue Dog who's commenting in on YouTube. He says we need some comment on John David's trimmed beard. Uh, dressed up for this particular special occasion or perhaps the holidays. And he's not the only one. There has been, as soon as we went live, everybody's been commenting on the fact that you're actually groomed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Why? I mean, it, it's not like I look like I come out of a pasture every week, is it? <laughs> really? All right, so you know no, the picture. I, mean, I just got my beard kind of trimmed a little just, bit. Just, you know? John David, don't go walking by any nativity scenes tonight with your long beard and hair because they may just grab you and say, hey, get back in there. <laughs> we hired you for all week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, that's hilarious. That's, that's, that's amazing. That's pretty funny. Uh, so uh, if you actually go to Country Squire Radio, I'm sorry, country, thesecountrysquireonline.com right now, you are greeted with one of the most terrifying images you'll ever see in your entire life. And it is a John David Cole wearing a Santa hat with this perfectly coiffed hair. What, what's the right? It, my flowing mane? It's it's a flowing mane. I, I, I posted that out to uh, Twitter and somebody responded with, my wife saw this and wanted to know what was on his shoulder. I told her that it was uh, his hair. She thought it was a living creature. <laughs> so that, that, that happened. That's my rat's nest. Yeah. I, I had a flowing mane here one time. We called the plumber and got that fixed. Right. <laughs> and everybody's talking about what they're smoking, of course, today. Uh, figgy pudding is coming up. We've actually got a lot of Frogmorton mentioned. I mean, obviously, yes. it's a special time of year to, to dive into that. Yep. Uh, three nuns, 30-year-old. Wow. Enjoying some tomorrow, says uh, one uh, Arden's. Uh, uh, along with the 21-year-old whiskey. Uh, man, wow, that, that is a Christmas right there. It, it yeah. is one of those times of year where if you've got something nice that's limited edition, that, you know, we, we think about the McClellan tobaccos that you won't be able to get again. Um, you, you know, it, this is the time of year to pull them out, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's the time of year to kind of, you know, relive some of those memories and really, really savor that. Well, and you've talked about, you know, aging your, um, and historically aging your your McClellan a, a year in advance in preparation for, for Christmas and everything. And, uh, man, so we've got actually Hockter saying, uh, I actually cracked a ten of Golden Days of Yore uh, from 2015 a few yeah, days ago. Good stuff. This is a really good uh, holiday blend. Um, yeah, man. The uh, <laughs> And then there's there's a lot of comments. Uh, kind of the, the big points of discussion tonight have been the um uh the 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 barbecue episode which uh brian of course people are really talking about that so i i basically said look it, you know the 300th episode is coming up i'm just putting that out there i'm not making any commitments i'm not saying anything i'm just saying that it is coming up and that's the 300th episode and if we don't do a barbecue by then or for then I'm just it's going to be the last episode of country square <laughs> brian do you commit to that action? brian do you do you look for an excuse to eat on your show 
Like, I mean, it really, is that a thing for you? My show's pre-recorded. I snack in between, during, after, the whole time. But, uh, not, but Bo, here, Bo, here's what we do. We just get John David so busy one time that he forgets that he's got to do a show on Monday. You call me. We'll do the barbecue pairing. And, I, you know, even for my Jewish friends, I'll pair tobacco with gefilte fish. Hey, there you go. <laughs> hey, you know what? I like that. I like yeah. that. We can do a lox pairing. Oh, my gosh. I'm 100% down with this. Yeah, I'm 100%. That is, this, this is just completely ridiculous. You know, we, we do these pairings and we're trying to bring you uh, really valid content. And, you know, it just, I don't know. No, that's, hey. A- I mean, April bring, 1st comes around every once in a while, doesn't it? No, it, it does. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I'm going to, I want to, I want to, uh, for the last kind of comment that I want to read, uh, this comes in from uh, Peddler Piper, who says, This makes me wish Pipes Magazine podcast did a weekly live uh, recording. So this, the work that went into setting this up makes me realize why we don't do a live recording. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. You know, this has been a, a special holiday episode. Of course, uh, you know, the, the two shows, the three of us coming together to, to celebrate the holidays here on Christmas Eve. And we will be back on the holiday edition of the Pipes Magazine radio show and Country Squire radio in just a minute. This is Phil Morgan, General Manager of Missouri Meerschaum Corncob Pipes in Washington, Missouri. Our mission since 1869 has been to produce great smoking pipes that anyone can afford. We guarantee our pipes won't be your most expensive, but they just might be the ones you smoke the most. At Missouri Meerschaum Company, we don't just sell our corncob pipes. We grow them, make them, and smoke them. Missouri Meerschaum, Washington, Missouri, since 1869. And we are back on the holiday edition of Country Squire Radio and the Pipes Magazine radio show. But I think uh, what I think I can speak for all of us when I say that none of us would be here. None of us would do what we do. Uh, none of us would be able to to get behind the mic on a weekly and uh, to to you know share some thoughts on the industry, share some of uh, our uh, our personalities, some of our relationships. None of us would do this if not for you. And I'm talking specifically about you that is listening right now. Uh, you are always ever present in everything that the three of us do. Uh, when you are tuning into Pipes Magazine Radio, when you are tuning into Country Squire Radio, uh, it, 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 there's a reason why you feel a sense of connection with us. There's a reason why you feel like there's something more than just, oh, I'm listening to radio. And that's because it's part of a community. Uh, and it's, it's not just the pipe community. It's, it, it's, it's stronger than that. A podcast is really about a, a relationship between the listener and, and the podcasters and you know, John David and I and, and Brian, I'm sure as well, we, we all, um, we just all very, very thankful for you. At the very top of our, our nice list and, and nowhere near the naughty list is the dear listeners of, of Country Squire Radio and uh, Pipes Magazine Radio. There, there might be a couple near the naughty list. There might know. be a few. There might be a few. <laughs> no, I, I have, to, I do, I do need to uh, just second Bo. Of course, this has been a um, tremendous uh, season, a, a tremendous year for, for me and my family personally and um, you know, I've been so moved that so many of you have been a part of that, right? And, uh, it, you know, every week when you tune in, um, it, it's fun to get to uh, experience these these changes in life and these uh, these things with, with you. And, and we've made, uh, you know, incredibly dear, close friends that 
uh, you know, across the country through through this, um, you know, thing that we've developed. And and it's not just it's not just me and Bo. It's not just, uh, you know, Brian, Brian and us. It's 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 all of us together that have have put forth the effort to really foster this community. And, um, you know, you you weekly trust uh, folks, you know, trust us with, uh, you know, your, um, you know, tobacco information and pipe information and um and, and your very um, cherished time, your precious time that you don't have a lot of, maybe it's on your way to work or, you know, after you put the kids down to bed. And, um, you know, it's just amazing. Brian, of course, uh, really paved the way for this uh, in a lot of ways several years ago. And uh, Bo and I, you know, lucky enough to, to follow afterwards. And we're just so honored to be a part of your, your weekly, weekly rhythm. And uh, we thank you for, for giving us that opportunity. You know, and I'll, and I'll add into this, the, uh, so, I, I knew very little about podcasting when I got started. I started learning about it, took three months, figured it out. Uh, the time that I realized that this was special was when I got an email from a, uh, from a listener that was in the military, active duty in Afghanistan, and he told me, and I'll condense it down, that essentially – uh, he would wait for he and his four other pipe smoking buddies to get together and be able to get time off and go out of the off the base and sit down with their pipes. And the five of them would listen to my show on a pod on a um, on an iPod. And that was their one moment a week when they really could forget about what was going on in their world. That is so cool. Well, since then, you know, it's been a privilege. It's been an honor. And, you know, th there's really no reason why I'd know two guys from Jackson, Mississippi, if it wasn't for podcasting. Uh, but it, it, the, the, the friends that I've met and made over the, uh, over the digital airways, uh, uh, Russ Hicks, a couple of weeks ago, we were driving to Disney World and we stopped to have dinner with him and his family even to the point where I know what Russ's real name is. Uh, so <laughs> leave that. that yeah, no, I'm not going to say it. Um, but uh, I was looking through the, you know, it, it's a, it's an incredible group of people that listen to this show. I've had the honor because of the podcast to meet some wonderful people. Um, you know, yeah. Longevity. If longevity is a sign of greatness, sure. 328 episodes consistently one week after the other. All right. I'm great. Uh, or I'm too belligerent and stupid to realize that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just as an example of this pipe smoking community and how wonderful the people are right now, there are two people, not, not one, but two people that I know through the pipes magazine radio show that are nominated for Grammy awards. Uh, there are, wow. yeah, I've, I've met a, I've met an assistant coach of the Miami dolphins from the perfect season that won the super bowl. I am the, the list of people that I've met through the podcast and through this community is just amazing. The, the community is amazing. And I got, you know, honestly, if it wasn't for those amazing people, when I get here every week and I sit down and think, all right, what are we going to do? How are we going to put together a show? What subjects? La, 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 la. It's those amazing people that are listening right now that keep me going every week to put together another show and know that, you know, we may, I may be the only contact they have with other pipe smokers. Hopefully they're listening to both podcasts and, uh, and Mike's pipe and tamper, you know, 
but it is it's a it's a great community of people and i've got a ton of friends from it and they are people that i really call my friends and not just acquaintances including my little friends from jackson mississippi oh isn't that precious that's that's, that's sweet man that's wonderful dude thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and gosh if you're uh watching and listening today um man we are we are thankful for you absolutely merry christmas happy hanukkah it is our hope and our prayer that you are having a blessed holiday season uh you know as we as we uh go out from this podcast and enjoy some good food some good family some some fun uh some presents uh, some eggnog man it's gonna be a blast so thank y'all so much for tuning in brian where can folks uh keep up with you all your great social media information for uh, pipes magazine uh for those of you listening on the pipes magazine radio show right after this you'll hear the holiday music that we played last time which is really special music to me because it's from uh it's used as part of the illumination show at epcot and this will be the last year they ever use it because that's oh, wow. going away uh, follow me on Facebook, Brian Levine. That's very easy. Uh, follow the Pipes Magazine radio show page on Facebook. If you are interested in travel or anything like that, send me an email. You know, all the standards. Email me, Brian at PipesMagazine.com. Brian, da- Brian. Levine at MEI-Travel.com. I don't know. Tweet, you know, send up carrier pigeons or flares somehow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, post it on the Pipes Magazine radio show page on Pipes Magazine because we actually have a forum there. And uh, we also have all of the all 328 back episodes sitting there for just open to listen to. So if you really want to, you know, really want to get family and friends out of the house quick. <laughs> <laughs> Especially those first 20 shows. Boy, let's put those on real loud. You'll clear the audience. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we know the feeling. Yeah, there, yeah. There's a reason why we bury those. Like you, you gotta be you gotta be in the club to listen to that. You gotta you gotta know what you're you have to do. like us you for we, really yeah, like right. <laughs> Mine are there as a hazing. If you get through those, then you get to the good ones. Nice, nice. Well, of course, to get the access of the full Country Squire Radio archive, uh, all you have to do is become a patron at patreon.com slash country squire radio. You can of course keep up with the show throughout the week. You can follow uh me. I'm at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at, at under score country squire oh and and i'm at at on my own opinion on twitter that you are he's got a great twitter (laughs) feed please please follow at my own opinion on uh, on twitter i don't do anything there but pick on you guys that's exactly right (laughs) there's a lot of good content there and i'm not and i'm not wearing speedos look thank god That was the best. He stood up for the camera to prove it. Yes. (laughs) Best Christmas present we could have possibly asked for. Uh, Of course, you can follow the show, Country Squire Radio's Twitter handle, at Squire Radio. Uh, All that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com, where, of course, generally you you can tune in on Mondays at noon, uh, Central Time, that is. I think that's going to do it for us. Brian, man, what I I think uh, this crossover is is a, a tremendous success. This was fun. Definitely one for the history books. This was either going to go up in flames or go over really well. We'll find out. <laughs> I, I, I think we did a bit of both, which I, honestly that that should be. No, I, th- I thought it was great. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we have so many um, you know mutual friends and uh, people have been looking forward to this since we kind of put it out there for a while now uh, ago. And um, <laughs> yeah, I think the biggest thing was the technical stuff. We weren't sure how that was going to work out, but um, you know, we didn't have to do any of that. We just had to show up. <laughs> I, I just, I just have to show up and apparently trim my beard. And that that's all that people yeah. care about. Trim your beard and everything like that breaks the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Brian and I tech support things for like two days. And then just John David shows up with a beard like, Oh my 
<laughs> Look, I, I bathed today. Yeah, aren't y'all proud? <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hey, let's go have a day. See you, brother. Let's go have a holiday. This is my wish, my wish for the world. That peace would find its way to every boy and girl. This is the time, the time for harmony. Let love be the song that everybody sings. on earth let there be peace on earth lift your light and let it shine let it shine 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 let every voice be heard let there be peace on earth i hear the sweetest sound the sound of hope to come together we could bring goodwill to everyone let it start with you, let it start with me, let every nation rise and sing this melody.
Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. And a Happy New Year. <laughs>